You're listening to the team Top Figure Podcast. Your one-stop shop for entrepreneurship, lifestyle, and motivation. What's going on, everybody? Did you know you're an average of the five closest people to you? Yes, you're an average of those five. One of the hardest things to do at the beginning is to get around like-minded people, people that want to see you win, people that are also winning, mixing with them, exchanging information. Well, we just changed the game. Introducing the daily meetup, where we meet up every single day, Monday to Friday, for an hour. We're going to talk about your goals. We're going to talk about accountability. We're going to hold everybody accountable. We're also doing a book club. We're going to be reading the same book. Imagine reading the same book with everybody, knowing the same chapters, knowing what's going on. Go to thedailymeetup.com. Again, that's thedailymeetup.com. You can try it for a dollar, right? Just a dollar. Come join us for a week. If you don't like it, you leave. If you like it, you stay. You're more than likely going to stay because you got to be around the right people. So I'll see you on the other side. Go to thedailymeetup.com and join us. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another podcast of the Top Figure Podcast. Today, we have a special guest. You know, this episode is special here because it's talking, we're going to talk about the truth. We're going to get deep. We have CJ Anderson on the podcast, serial entrepreneur, played in the NFL, won a Super Bowl. That's, that's a big accomplishment. And a philanthropist giving back to his community, doing a lot of things. So, CJ, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> always before we get into it cj has actually been following us we i've met cj in 2018 right when we were starting yep. and like this brother right here was one of the reasons why the brand grew so much because he was just always telling us yo keep going don't stop especially like at the first event like when we met him we met him at the gary v event so shout out to gary v for hosting that event but like when we met him we were just getting started, right? Literally had nothing going, but he seen the vision. He believed in us and things like that. So that's dope. So for the few people that don't know you, man, like let's go deep, right? Like let's go back. Who is CJ from the start before the NFL, before college, before everything that you have going on for yourself? Like where did you come from the beginnings? Let's go back. Well, for me, man, I grew up in Vallejo, California, right? In a neighborhood called the Country Club Crest. Uh, if you're into like, I forgot what that show was called, Ganglands or whatever. Uh, the Whopper Room game, my uncle was heavily a part of it. I had, I had two uncles in it. They was robbing banks and doing shit like that. But uh, grew up in a single-parent home, never knew my dad, still don't know my dad today. Uh, that's one thing I tell people, like, the one thing I respect about my, my pops, right, is if he was going to be a deadbeat, he, he's a deadbeat forever. So I'm not mad about that uh, because he never tried to come out the woodworks when, uh, when things start to – uh, arrived for me, but single parent home raised by my mom and my grandma. I um, got two siblings, uh, obviously my little brother and my older brother. I'm the middle child, and uh, from there, um, as you said, just skip fast forward a little bit, you know, because I've seen some things, drug raids and different stuff going on in my life in my house. But fast forward from there, I got an opportunity with football. Football took over, and ended up playing nine years in the league, and you know, I'm sitting here today uh, giving back. Uh, not only to my community community with the foundation, but giving back coaching. Um, I'm my alma mater at UC Berkeley now, coaching, uh, trying to let these kids know. You you, you swear you think these kids, and some of them think they're the next Marshawn Lynch, but they got a long way to go before they believe that. So just trying to give back any way I can. But uh, that's just a little bit about me, just in a, in a quick circle, quick wrap. Awesome, awesome. No, you mentioned, like, 
rock. You come from, you know, humble beginnings and you went back to that, right? Right now you're giving back to a lot of kids and you don't necessarily have to do that. You could have be doing a lot of different things. So like, let's get into spe- uh, specifically athletes, right? When athletes, they first start and, you know, you get the beginning athlete money and like things, the flashy and all these things. What do you think is like the misconceptions of, that people will think of like, oh, athletes they got all this money and things happen so what would you recommend to a new athlete that's just made it to the nfl he's new to the game he just got in and like boom they get all this money at like 18 or some 19 or something and like they don't know what to do with this so since being in the game for so long and seeing so many different things what would you be what would your advice be well something that champ bailey told me you know champ bailey hall of famer uh something that he told me is um take 20,000, 30,000 at the most, and, you, and live on that during the offseason. You know, because our game checks is going to be 27, 25. Well, when I was – my rookie year, there was 27,000 a game check. They're probably a little higher now. You know, obviously, inflation and, and, and things go up every year. So, you know, when I was getting 27,000 my very first year, uh, a game, right, play 16 games, so you can do the number on that. But 27 is some change. You know, I would take one game check and put it towards the offseason. That's what I'm going to live off of. Now, I want a big, flashy guy. Uh, obviously, you guys know I love riding PJs. I still do those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop the PJs. Yeah. Can't stop the PJs. I got, I got, I got my Porsche, my Benz, you know, and a couple other cars I can name. I'm not going to name them too much. But uh, I enjoy that. But those are the, some of the things that, that I enjoy. Like, I bought all shoes that you can possibly think of. But I did that. Like, once I got my big deal, I got paid. Now, at 30, you know, I'm 30 years old. Now, at 30, like, it's all about my daughter. It's all about the future, and which we're going to talk about here on this podcast here in a minute. But what I would tell young athletes today is, A, do that, and then, B, whatever relationships that you had in college, keep those relationships going. You know, I saw you post something the other day. I think it was last night, to be honest, and you said uh, relationships will open doors that money can't. And that's yep. 100%. That's yep. 100% because, you know, I'm a true believer. You know, I met you at Gary V event, right? But I got in at Gary V event because I know G. I didn't have to pay for no ticket or nothing. I'm assuming y'all got in because y'all, y'all knew someone there. Yep. Obviously, Dave Messler is a good friend of mine, too, another mentor. So, like, relationships open up opportunities. Like, when we start talking about some of these opportunities that I got that's going to blow y'all mind away, that – you know, when they talk about investing, I've only invested my friendship. Yep. Hold on, hold on. Say that again. Say that again for the people. <laughs> when we when we talk about investing, I've only invested my friendship. You know, I, I, I have barely, barely out of, I would say, 25 or 26 different investments that I'm in. I would say like four, I've actually put money in. Two, I lost. Two is still going, but like that's it. And when you put the money into it, it's just it's a money thing. Like it's it's a business transaction, and when that transaction is done, it's done. Uh, but when it's a when when you when you have a relationship, a friendship with a person, um, it goes beyond the dollars. So I would just tell the kids today, like one, take your first two game checks, man. Live off that in the offseason, right? I mean, it, it got good for me. Like I don't have I own no jewelry, I have no tattoos. 
That isn't something I'm not interested in, right? Uh, I'm interested in other things that I like doing. But take 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 two game checks, put it towards the offseason, and then if you made some relationships, some friendships in college, um, keep those because you never know if you can be a part of that or involved in that. You never know. That might be the next Jeff Bezos. You just never know. That's that's super important. You mentioned that because relationships, especially like here's the things about athletes and like um, celebrities. You guys have attention, right? In this day and age, attention is essentially a currency, right? Attention brings money in. So a lot of these companies, uh, people like especially beginner athletes, they can start leveraging their attention rather than saying like, hey, uh, instead of paying me the and as we've seen with LeBron, remember, he got uh, into the soccer team. He took like 2% equity or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But he leveraged his attention to get equity out of it. And now it's worth like, you know, we don't even know how much, but it's like, yeah, leveraging attention. And you mentioned that, like, that was super important right there, connected with me, because when we first met back in 2018, we got into that event. It was a private event. We knew somebody there. And then through that event, we made, we met David Melter. We met you. We met other people that we are still in atta- business today, to this yeah, day. And, yeah. and, and connected with. And that's how important relationships really are. But a lot of people, especially when they get some form of success, they think they moved above those relationships. Now it's like they're searching for the other relationships, not knowing someone could connect you with that other person. It only takes one person that knows another person to connect you. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, look at us. We've still been cool since 2018. We've three years in our friendship. And I know, you know, if you need anything, I need anything. It's a quick call and it's going to happen. You know, prime example for this podcast, like we found a way to make this work. I've turned a lot of podcasts down. uh, One, because I don't even know the people. Like, I don't know the person that I'm giving this free game to. And it's not saying that I turned it down because I'm getting a free game. I'm turning it down because I just don't know what you're going to do with it. You know, we uh, Mm -hmm. like yourself, like Gary, like me. You know, like my boy Dan Springer, the CEO of Dr. Sign, we like to we like to surround ourselves around good hearted, good human beings. And you don't get that everywhere. You know, I'm pretty sure as, as you guys been climbing um, and you guys success has been coming. Um, I don't want to say haters, but you've been getting people who's been trying to find a way to tear y'all down or find a rich in y'all past life. That's going to try to interrupt what you're doing now. And there's just some people out there like that. So I don't want to you know, I, I don't like jumping on podcasts with people I don't know. Because at least like me and you, I, I know where this conversation is going to go and head. And you might have a couple of wrinkles, which is cool. But I know it's not somebody completely I don't know. And then you bring something back up from like 2014. And I'm like, damn, bro, I'm seven years grown from that. I've made some mistakes for sure, but I'm seven years grown from that. So the relationships is huge, man. They're huge. And the relationships I got now that I had back even before you know what I'm saying? I had back in 2015. What's going on now is I would have never believed it. I would have never believed it if it wasn't me. <laughs> and we appreciate you, you know, like for jumping on this, man. And like one thing you mentioned, like really, like how would you say, you know, like the mentality wise, like what does it take? Like that's one thing I've always really, you know, especially early on as entrepreneurs, like you know how early on in your entrepreneurship journey, you got to take like so much sacrifice early on, so much just like, you know, um, commitment early on. What is that like in the NFL being a, as, as a uh, as a player? Is it the same level of commitment, the same level of grit? Like as in the entrepreneurship world, would you say it's similar? Completely. I mean, it's even in the coaching world right now, like I'm a young coach. You know, I'll be considered an old player if I was still playing. I played, I turned down four jobs last year. 
four jobs to get back in the NFL. I turned down four jobs. I just didn't want to play no more for two reasons. I got I got reasons why. But um, I think it's I think what you said is perfect. The sacrifice, it's commitment. Anything that you get into new and early, like you get into it for the first time, you gotta make some sacrifices and you gotta make some commitment. But the biggest thing is sticking with it. You know, people think people think three years is a long time. That ain't a long time. Oh, nope. you ain't really five years ain't a long time. Like you might not see, you know, it took eight years for Amazon to get off the ground. Some people don't know that. Yeah. Right? It took eight years for that to go, right? It took, it took, it took. I'm sitting on a board right now, a company called Ibotta. It's a uh, it's a it's a coupon app, right? Get your money back. You can do some good stuff. Y'all can look that up. Uh, me and the me and the CEO, Brian Leach, out of Denver, really cool. But I met Brian, right? Two years into when he when he started the company in 2012, he now he just now started booming, right? That was he started back in 2012. It's 2021. He just now started booming. I just think some people just don't stick with it. Same with me, like making it to the league. I had a bunch of friends who all wanted to play in the NFL, you know. And I tell people, people go, "What is the difference?" It wasn't the talent level. We all had talent. I just I just stuck with it, you know. I didn't try to jump on the new hottest thing because it'd give me the quickest results, you know. We've learned. And I've learned that if you're going to jump into something for the quickest results, you're not going to get the results that you want. You know, so you got to stick with it. You got to be passionate about it. And you got to have sacrifice and commitment. And your family members and friends got to understand that sacrifice and commitment. You know, there's going to be a time for them, but I'm going to put a lot of time into this. Because once this goes and it gets off the ground, then I can take some time and, and do some other things. But, uh, you know, the work, people don't, people, people don't understand the work to this, being an entrepreneur, being being coaching NFL, the work is real, and you got to continue to be on that every day consistently, or you won't get your goals. Yeah, and the success don't come right away, and that's the biggest thing. Like especially from like when we met you back in twenty eighteen, like, <laughs> yeah. literally, like we would, you know, like for three years before that, we were going, we were attending a networking event every week. We were going to one networking event at least. We would go to meetup.com and we would pop into any networking event. We'd go to like a, uh, you know, a coding event. We'd go into like you know all the local Twin Cities, anything, whether it be networking, we were in there, and that's how a lot of people in the city, you know, found out about us. And, you know, we built a great network like that. And eventually, like, you know, but we were making money before. And it's just like, like, it took us time and energy and commitment and sacrifice consistently keeping on just like attending, building relationships. Before we were able to cash in on any of those relationships, we had to build rapport, build mm -hmm. value, first understand, like, what can we offer? What can we, you know, help? And, like, we were getting paid early on. But it's like, and, and, and a lot of times, like you were saying, like, family and people, like, around you look at that and they're like, you know, this is, is this really working out for you? Like, what are you doing? But they don't know that we're building that, you know, like, foundation. And it takes foundation to build up. And it takes time. It's not something that's, like, you know, like, that's going to come right away. So I hear you on that, man. It just feels just like, it's just like a, you know what I mean? Like, it's so real. And another thing is, too, that, I, that why I respect y'all grind and other people grind who going through what we going through, it's, it's the team. Like, the whole team is on the goal. Because you, you, you might get one person on the team that's, like, headstrong and want to get it every day, but he got to lead the others and sometimes pick up the other slack. And you're like, bro. It's already tough doing what I'm doing. Now I got to try to pick up your slack too. Don't mean I won't do it, but just understand like if I keep picking up your slack, I'm not going to eventually let you reap the benefits if I'm doing all the work. So, you know, the fact that y'all got a team of people 
who grind and, and believe and put the same amount of work in. Of course, y'all got y'all problems because that just happened with business. But they put the same amount of work in and the same, like, we have the natural goal to get whatever that is. That's a big thing, too. Like, I think the commitment, because some people, some people start off with the commitment and then, you know, weeks in, months in, a year in, one person falls down. And when that one person falls down, they kind of fuck up the whole team. So you're trying, yeah. to, you're trying to figure out, like, bruh, Snowball you're going to jump on or I'm going to replace you. Like, I've done that with my friends. You feel me? I got friends who they're not in the business I'm in no more because they didn't want to put the work in. That was just me and my little brother. Like, and on, on the entrepreneur side, on the coaching side, it's still four of us. But it started off as six of us. Two dropped off. And it's like, bruh, if you're not going to put this work in, I, I can't. I can't. You can't say, oh, see, when you get the job, bro, holler at me, let me in. And then you expecting me to hire you at a higher position because you the homie. Hell no, nah, bro. Like, I'm going to start you down at the bottom because yep. you should have been at the bottom working up with us. But now that I'm up, I, I got to give that that position to someone who qualified for it. I'm not giving it, it to you. If you homie qualified, that don't work. That's that's huge right there because a lot of people don't understand you can't just get place somebody here's the thing that happens with a lot of families right let's say you make it big or something and you try positioning one of your family members or your friends at a high position that they're not developed for or they haven't built the character through all the failures because what is essentially success success just means you failed a lot of different times and you never gave up you just learned something new every time and if you don't go through that jungle you're not gonna know what it's like to handle all these issues or you're gonna fold under pressure essentially you know mm -hmm. so that's why it's super important that you mentioned like don't everybody got to earn it that's what one thing about this uh game that we're in with entrepreneurship even in the nfl like you had to earn your spot and that's what we're going to get into right now like you you literally earned so much respect and even won a super bowl like winning a super bowl is not something easy especially like your background and how you got into the league and everything yeah. yeah so let's get deeper into that so how was that process to winning a super bowl that's like that's like a that's a unicorn story right there yeah other than my daughter being born bro that's the best feeling in the world you know it's kind of funny right so and look I mean this in no disrespect. I want to get this out the way first because, you know, some people are going to take it a different way. Me and, me, and, me and TV 12 type. But I look at TV 12 life and I look at my life and I go, bruh, had it. Like, bruh went through the struggle of working hard when people doubted him, right? So Tom, six-round pick, pick 199. Had to work hard. He earned everything that he's possibly got. Seven championships. Obviously, arguably the greatest, if not the greatest all-time quarterback to ever play our game. Right? But the only adversity he really – from the eyesight, right? I'm not saying that's not 100% true, so don't quote me on that. But the only adversity that I see from my perspective is you were there were six quarterbacks picking over you. Instead of you being a first-round first pick like Peyton Manning, you was a six-round pick. But you have to like you have to work hard and work your way up with that. But you got your mom like when I look at it, like you grew up in San Mateo, right? Which you feel me? There's a better area than I grew up in, right? You had your mom and your dad in the house. I didn't, right? I'm pretty sure you didn't go through too many drug raids. Your uncle was selling drugs, and, so like, bro, I had a lot of obstacles to punch through. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, give me don't get me wrong. Like I see you doing the interview, and I'm I'm excited when Tom won. I was excited for him, but I sat there and said. Bruh, 
there's some people like me, like we really like struggle, struggle. Like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, some people in the league, now this, this is away from Brady now. Some people in the league, I know, like physically, I know if they didn't make it to the NFL, they were going to be all right. Like, mm -hmm. because whether, whether mom took care of business, dad took care of, and I tell them as they were supposed to, your mom and your dad is supposed to put you in a position to have a better future than they did. Right. Well, that ain't the case in a lot of our communities, African-American communities. We don't have a lot of a, like I was first college graduate. I'm pretty sure one of y'all probably was, too. You know, so, you know, the, 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 the struggle and the grind of getting just making it there was was like a win for everybody in the community. Now that you made, you know, you made yourself a name, you won the Super Bowl, you've been to some Pro Bowls, you, you, you know, People hitting you up on social media, still, still putting plays out today, even I'm retired. Like that part there is more to me because now I know that I've arrived and stepped in, you know, that, that where I came from, right, is, is not where I'm at. You know, I heard Cam New saying on the, on the I Am Athlete podcast, you know, with, with, with more exposure becomes more growth. And that's what happened to me in my life. Like I got more exposure where I got a lot more growth. So, you know, I try to give those exposures to my friends and different colleagues and different people um, because I didn't have that. But you talk about some other people in the league, they've already had that exposure, and the NFL was like a bonus. Well, the NFL is the exposure for me. The, 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 the chance of why I play football is how I got, you know, X amount of shares and sitting on the board at DocuSign, X amount of shares and sitting on the board at Google, X amount of shares and sitting on the board at Salesforce. How I got into the Gary V to Dave Messler events, how me and Gary V doing some business things together, how me and this guy John Maeda is 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 doing some condos and some apartments, how we doing some things together out here in the Bay Area. Like all that happened because of the NFL. Some of those cats would have already had that NFL or not. So um, you know, winning the Super Bowl was amazing and it opened up more doors, right? When people when people talk like you guys, when people talk to me now, it's Super Bowl 50 champion CJ Anderson. It ain't just CJ Anderson no more. Like they gotta throw those like like even when I retired, even when I retired, Adam Sheffer, Pro Bowl running back and Super Bowl champion CJ Anderson is retired from the NFL. Like that's my name. And as long as I can carry that name, when the Super Bowl comes back around, people think of that game, I'm gonna be a part of history, right? My name can always somehow say relevant, which always give you opportunity, you know, for more business ventures. And that's what's up, man. Like literally like the grit and the hunger and like the fact that you said literally like you came from a different type of struggle. Like, you know what I mean? Like and people just that are in the NFL that they will be good regardless. That's you're right to say that. It's crazy how that difference is. So I want to talk about really like that pressure. Right. Yeah. I've always like especially in entrepreneurship, you know, like you face a lot of situations of pressure and a lot of, you know, people can crack under pressure. There's nothing like hundreds millions of people staring down at you with the lights camera action like you know what i'm saying <laughs> and it's just the ball is just you know just in in play what is that feeling like break it down to us because my mom my mom told me something that i that that one thing i hold strong and, I, and that's advice i give to everybody that's going through it so pressure right Pressure is only pressure when you're not prepared for the situation at hand. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I when I see some, you know, there's some athletes out there that you can name, you can look up, right? They say they couldn't handle success, 
right? They couldn't handle success. They couldn't handle all the money, you know, and all the fame that was thrown to them. I don't think they was they, they was ready for success or, or they told themselves personally, like, I'm going to be successful. Like, I consider myself a humble dude on certain situations. Oh, CJ, you one of the greatest Broncos running backs of all time. Ah, nah, Terrell Davis, you know, Floyd Little, I'd start naming some other cats. But, you know, there's a time where I'm not humble where it's like, bro, did you know you was going to be successful? you damn right I did. Did you know you was gonna be? Did you did you know you was gonna make it to the NFL? You damn right I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think when it when it comes to that pressure, right? And every situation that I've been in, even in the business venture, right? I I fully prepare myself for the situation. Now, what I can't control is what happens in those situations, but but be, but because I walked through that situation over and over and over, went through that process over and over in my head or out loud, or actually walk through it, when that situation comes up, I know how to better handle it, because I was ready for a situation to come up, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the pressure, you know, I just always go back to what my mama say, like, if if you weren't ready for success, if you weren't ready for whatever that's going to apply, then yeah, you're going to fold and it's going to break, because it'd be the first time it ever slapped you across the face. You know, like, adversity, right, there's many different adversities, but the common denominator of adversity is going through something that people don't think you can get through. So I've done that already multiple times in my past. And then now when it comes to like, I want to be a successful coach, there's things I got to do that I'm doing now that's going to put me in a position. So when my time comes to run my own program or whatever, I'm going to be successful at it. You know, I want to be a successful businessman. Well, you know, the Jody Bonsaws, the Dave Messlers, the Keith Crocs, the Gary V's, you know, I had to like, mentor talk to them get to know them like and ask them questions about what it is the trials and tribulations of business so now when i got my own company we we can strive and we're doing our thing and i don't have to run into some of the problems that they ran into i'm gonna still run into some problems yes but i've got so much game and i've prepared from years out when that problem come up i'm gonna be ready to handle it and that's why i don't think pressure I try to I try to say pressure don't don't get to me as much because I'm usually prepared for any situation. Preparation. That, that's that's huge. Preparation is better than not being prepared. You always got to be prepared. No, you mentioned something uh, uh, important there. You said like you've always had that belief pattern in yourself, right? And too often, especially in the minority community, our belief patterns are a little bit broken and like we're not like really confident in ourselves, right? Like if you don't have the ultimate confidence that you can do something, why should somebody else have that confidence in you? That's literally where it starts from. If you literally can't believe that you can do the job, why should someone else ever believe in you to actually do it? 100%. I mean, look at it. I look at it like this too, though, man. Look, so like, Single parent home, right? Just my mom and my grandma. Like, of course, when I was 14, 15, 16, it didn't hit me that way. But when I got 23, 24, I started to see it from a different lens. So I looked at it like this, right? How do you get self-confidence? How do you get self-belief? Well, look at your life in front of you. Like, my mom, by herself, raised three boys in a certain neighborhood, kept us off the streets, kept us out of trouble for the most point. But, like, she had confidence that, we was going to have food on our table. She had confidence and belief that she was going to pay the light bill. She was going to pay the cable bill, right? When we got our cell phones, you know, my sophomore year in high school, 
right? She had confidence that the cell phone bill was going to be paid before we took it over. Like, those are little wins that you can take from your parents or take from your guardian or take from even friends, right? I'm playing with a friend, right? Or I'm with a friend. They got an A on, like, simple as that. They got an A on the test. I got a C, right? Well, the confidence and belief that the, the work that they put in to get that A, like, those things add up, you know? We take those things for granted. Like, those are responsibilities that are supposed to happen. Like, I do that with my daughter today. You know, my daughter be two in April. I do that with her today and telling my wife, like, you know, we got this little play slide, right? And then in the beginning, my wife was scared, but it's like, bro, you got to let her climb, right? Because the only way she going to know that if she falls, it's going to hurt. If she fall. Now let's show we can we can show her how to climb so she doesn't fall, right? And if she paying attention and retaining, which she did, right? And she has some falls too, but if she paying attention and retaining, which she did, you know, that she gonna be successful every time. And that's those are little wins that that people take for granted, right? Like waking up and brushing your teeth in the morning, bro, and taking a shower, that's a W. That's a win. That's a that's a win in life. Right. That's a win in life. That's a discipline in life, a structure in life. That's one thing I learned. Like, like we talked about sacrifice and commitment. It's also being disciplined. Right. Waking up, showering and, and brushing your teeth every morning is a disciplined role that you can start. That's that's a successful day of starting your life. So if you can do that every day, then you can do other things every day. You know, that's going to add up to put it there. So that's just kind of how like now I look life at that lens like. Everything I do is a little W, and those little Ws add up to bigger Ws. And as long as I can win the little Ws and, and continue to be disciplined with this, I'll get to the end goal. The little well, Ws, the add little up. Ws add up. And I, I always say this: if you could be one percent better than you were yesterday, you're in a better place, right? Because we're we're striving to. There's no such. It's it rarely happens that you get huge wins like at once. It's always increments and small little wins that when you look back like a year like oh snap i did i did all this rather than trying to just attack the big win you know what i'm saying like people look at jeff bezos right now he's the richest person in the world he's this he's that but they don't look 25 years ago where he was at 30 years ago what he was doing all these 25 years to get to where he is right now like amazon started with a couple of employees then they grown and right now they're up to like 500 500,000 employees you know that didn't happen overnight it was small wins small accomplishments that were adding up to now when you look at it you're like oh snap this is a huge operation here mm -hmm. you know and that's you got to look at it from that lens if you want to really grow you know so let's let's actually go deeper into your NFL journey, right? So pretty much you took a different route and you won the Super Bowl. You also went to the Super Bowl more than once. You know, that's another thing. Let's talk about that. How how was it when you were playing in uh, L.A., man? It was way different. Was the experience a uh, different experience? Because, you know, the Denver I'm, was way different than uh, uh, L.A. Right, so. Yeah. What was it like? Were you distracted off the off the field sometimes? You know, LA life is crazy. It's the fast life living is way different scenes. So what what was that experience like? And like let's say young athletes that are aspiring athletes that are in college that are listening to this, what could they take away from that? Well, I was older when I got to LA. So the the fast young life I wasn't living so much uh, <laughs> as much. So when I got to LA it was all business. Um 
I don't think anything changed as far as football, right? Football is football, right? Uh, what we did and what we accomplished. Like when I walked into that locker room, that team reminded me of the championship team that we had in Denver. You know, the two championship teams that we had in Denver. Um, you know, one we lost in, one we won, obviously. But uh, that's what that reminded me of. I just think, uh, to be to be to be completely honest with it, um, you know. It's on the person is one thing, but another thing is too, it's like, it's on the people in the locker room. Like when I walked in, Todd Gurley, Akeem Tlaib, Jared Goff, you know, Andrew Whitworth, Roger Stafford, there's a bunch of names I can name, like grab me immediately. Like, bro, you getting on this. Like, don't even think about nothing else. You finna come do this. This is what we need you to do. This is why you're here. And I think it was just great leaders, right? And I've, you know, throughout my, when I got to them, I was in year seven, right? So I ended up playing two more years after that, obviously. But I was in year seven when I got to them. And it, being at one spot, when I was in Denver, being at one spot, you've grown into being a leader. You've grown into leading young men, like leading my running back room or leading young wide receivers or even today talking to the athletes that I coach, leading young men, right, putting them in position to be better. Um, I took a step back role. Like, hey, I'm not the leader of this team, if that makes sense. There are already established leaders on this team, and I must be getting to this role of following, right, the leader. Now, there are some football input that I can say that's always going to go solid because universal football and, you know, who I am and what they knew about me always helped. But I didn't. I think the biggest thing that helped me when I got to L.A., obviously we got to that Super Bowl, which is understanding that my role um, was not the rah-rah guy or – come on, guys, let's go. It was to follow the Aaron Donalds, right? Follow the Aqib Tlaib, right? Follow Sean McVay and what they had planned. Adapt to that. And I think being a chameleon and adapting is a big part of not just the NFL, but obviously entrepreneurship, business, you know, understanding when you are the leader in the room and when you're not the leader in the room. So I think I just played the role there that I knew I wasn't the leader. And and that's and that's like that says a lot about your character because you when when going there you already won a Super Bowl so you could have walked in saying like yo I'm already a Super Bowl winner I know the recipe I know how to get us there everybody follow me you know there it's so e it's so easy for you that you could have did that but you chose this other round you said hey let me take this let me take the seat back even though you were still killing them out there scoring the touchdowns and everything you said okay there's already leaders established here let me uh let me contribute to the team because we're all a team here rather than just being selfish and saying like hey this is a new team i'm the leader now you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and too often we see this in entrepreneurship and business and football everything ego, ego. Let's talk about ego, how, how ego affects so many people and how ego could actually keep you broke, how ego could hold you from getting to the bag, how ego could hold you back from getting that connection because you think just because you accomplish something, you think you're bigger than you are or things like that. So, like, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, I, I've got some of the greatest mentors on the planet, dog, like, like Sridhar Ramaswamy. You know, before he went off to go be a VC, you feel me? He was he was looking over sixty billion dollars in ads at Google, right? That was his like he was the main dude. Um, he was one of the first four founders for Google. Like I got to meet him, me and him super tight. Kevin Lynn from Twitch was the co-founder, right? Co-founder of Twitch. He just left the company not too long ago, but you know, Twitch is 
booming right now, right? I still got my Twitch channel, still do my thing, but Twitch is booming right now, right? Obviously, Keith Croc, you know, Keith Croc was the guy who made DocuSign go IPO. Now DocuSign said that 44 or 45 Bs, right? The guy he let take over, Dan Springer, me and him, super tight. Um, John Maeda, which is Urban Land Development, commercial real estate, it's like, you know, the, the biggest tower in San Francisco that Salesforce uses, he, his company built that tower. Like, I've got so many different mentors, you know, even Gary Vee and Dave Messler, where I have been in meetings with them and they took a step back. And, and these is powerful dudes. Like, you know, they, like Mike Dale, you know, Mike Dale, uh, uh, 25, 27 billion. You feel me? Like, you know, obviously we all know about Dale products, but, I, you know, I know Mike Dale who, I've seen him walk in, $25 billion dude, take yep. a step back in the, in the seat. So if they can do that, why can't I? That's how I look at it. Like, I don't need no, you know what I'm saying? Like, they way more caked up than me. What got way more problems, I should say, uh, as far as, like, the business world, right, that their phone is always ringing and they always got to fix, a, have a solution to something, right? There's always something going on with the company. If they can sit sit back and take a step seat in their own company too, though, they can take a step seat about a department about something that they don't understand. And why can't I? So that's you know that's how I look at it. You never want to you never want your ego too big, right? They always tell you, right? You never want to be the smartest in the room. You never want your ego too big where it pushes people away because you know money don't change you, right? Money changes the people around you, and then money don't change you. It just enhanced the person you already were going to be or who you are. So if you was already super e egotistic with with very little money, then when you get the money, then you you blowing that way. But, you know, like something I learned from Jay-Z, like you lose the future that you can get from that by by having an ego or by being an asshole or by saying I'm better than y'all because I'm here and y'all here like. Uh, the world don't work like that. And, you know, I've seen some of the most powerful people in the world uh, that I consider powerful um, take a step back and, and pay attention and listen. So I was like, you know, that's something I got. to if, if they can do it, I got to learn that fast. I got to learn that fast. And it's worked out for me. It's worked out for me. And that's that's awesome, man, like a humbling character. And that's that truly shows, you know, your character and really like let's segue really into like what you got going on as far as like the kids, the foundation. Mm -hmm. Like, let us know a little bit about that. What can like yes. the people like uh, know of like what you're doing for the kids, what you got going in for your coaching? Like, tell us a little bit about that. So we started Jays Never Die back in 2016. Uh, the event y'all met me at was the was the put on Dreams Never Die. Uh during the pandemic, um, we've done some online things because that's all we can do. But now that the world, the world might be open on y'all side of the world, but out here in Cali, it's just slowly but surely finding its way. But now that the world is opening up, we can start back and get into to some of our in-person. So we got over 35 different partnerships, um, you know, which are which is crazy resources and opportunities all um, from here to Denver to L.A. Um, crazy resources and opportunity for our kids. Uh, we've done all type of events, whether it's coding camps, robotics, um, whether it's screen or script writing with Warner Brothers. Um, we took kids to Google, took kids to LinkedIn, took kids to DocuSign. Uh, we have painters. Um, you know, people know Carlene Jackson. She's like the big athlete artist painter. Um, 
uh, Blake Jamison, them two, I kind of like got them going and done some things. So now their business take off, which is great for them. But uh, pretty much we just provide we just provide inner city kids with resources that's outside of athletics. You know, everybody not going to be to me or Steph Curry or Marshawn Lynch or Dame Leonard. You know, it's a bunch of athletes playing in the Bay. And then obviously I named myself Dame and Marshawn. We from the Bay. You know, it's not it's not going to be a lot of kids who are going to get that opportunity. You know, understanding like a podcast, things like this, um, giving them opportunities where there are many ways. There's one thing I learned being around multiple billionaires, damn multimillionaires. There are, you know, when you're around multiple billionaires, it lets you know there's a lot of money in this world. And if if you can find your niche and whatever that is, and your piece of pie, right? And your piece of pie don't have to be huge, right? You don't have to be Bezos at 200 million, right? Who can who can probably be the next Iron Man or Batman of this world. You can you can you can beat us at a couple M's and call it a day. But whatever you can find with your niche that make you happy and passionate, you know, it's our job as a, as a, as, a, as a community to go find that opportunity for you, whether it's chef, cooking, coding, you know, broadcasting, um, video games, you know, we got a partnership with Ubisoft and Twitch, obviously. So we just we just try to find ways to get that going. And then as far as coaching, um, I want to jump into coaching just because a lot of coaches tell me that I'll be a great coach, you know, so uh, it's a challenge for me. I'm big in the challenges, right? Like we got the foundation going, um, you know, we're going to build this 60,000 square foot facility. It kind of kind of got stuck. We were in negotiations with the Nimmons group and then things slowed down because of the pandemic. But things are starting to pick back up, which I'm happy about. So the so the kids have a building and a facility to go to back in my hometown. Um, but, you know, kind of got the foundation going. I had my NFL career going. I think coaching was another another challenge for me. You know, can you get these kids? to not only believe in what you coaching and teaching as far as you playing the game and passing on your knowledge to the next, but then can you also let these kids know that it's okay if you don't make it to the NFL? It's okay, right? You know, because I got my degree from UC Berkeley, and Cal fans probably don't want to hear this. That degree has done – I ain't going to say it's done nothing for me. I don't want to say that, but – the degree didn't put me in the position like the relationship put me in the position, if that makes sense. Now, some of those relationships that I have are, oh, you went to Cal? I went to Cal too. Boom, we got a connection. We can talk, right? But a lot of those relationships is just me playing football or me being a nice guy they heard from somebody else. So, you know, I look at these kids, especially up here at Cal, like you're going to graduate and get your degree. And the Cal network is crazy. Right. But if you don't tap into that network, the degree ain't going to do shit for you. you got to tap into the network. So now, you know, I'm letting the kids know, like, how to network, how to tap in, who to listen to, who to look at in class, who to talk to. When you go to your study groups and those things, you know, who might be the next next and you need to be a part of that. So that's kind of what's going on uh, with, with, with the coaching and the foundation. And then entrepreneurship wise, um, I sit on 15 different boards in Seneca Valley, you know. I, you know, I laugh. I laugh at this because I wasn't going to bring this up. But now since we're talking about it, I got this, this one dude. I won't say his name. I ain't going to do that. I'll probably tell y'all off air. But like been blowing me up, DMing me, like talking, talking mad shit, you know, calling me broke, calling me this and this. And this over some crazy shit in the past that happened back in 2018. But, you know, I just replied to him. You know, I just said, hey, man, look, I don't know what you got going on, but my daughter got five million dollars. She don't even know about yet. And that's the type of boards and shit that I sit on that 
that's the type of shares that I have in certain companies where my daughter is good. And that's what you want to do. You know, that's what you want to do. You want to put your kids, you know, and I'm eventually going to have one more kid. You want to put your kids in a position where, you know, I'm not going to teach my, I'm not, I'm not going to teach my daughter how to be lazy. She's going to learn how to work and work hard. And, but if something does happen, right. If, 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 bad accident. She becomes unhealthy. She becomes, she can't function the way she want to function. You know, she's going to have a lot of money. That's going to, that's going to hopefully help, help the people around take care of her so she can get, she can get some of the things done, but the money's there for her, you know, to take out and to do what she wants to do with it. After I try to groom her and raise her, um, in a, in an independent, passionate way to be, Hey, I can take this and go do this instead of just blowing the money off. So, you know, it's just, you know, that's that's what I got entrepreneurship wise, uh, sitting on these boards and just letting this money, you know, as as, as the price go up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cash in the checks. That that's 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 super important. And you know, glad that you're setting up your daughter the proper way. Leaving a legacy. Even leaving the legacy. And especially like let, let's let's get into like the transition from athlete to entrepreneur. Right. This is this is two different things. Right. We see like so many athletes can really leverage their during the NFL. Like if you're in the NFL, there's not too many NFL players in the world. Right. There's over seven billion people in the world. It's only a hand select few in each team. So you have attention, you have power, you can literally turn into a businessman, but a lot of athletes don't leverage it, right? So why do you think that is and why do you think they don't leverage their current attention, especially when you're actually playing? That's when you're at your highest rank and you could go to literally companies like you did, sit on the board, get equity, get shares, get paid that way. Why do you think people don't really leverage it like that? I just think a lot of athletes are uneducated about it. Uh, I also think like me, I like, I would have never thought in a million years I could sit down with Dan Springer at the CEO of DocuSign and me and him can have a cool conversation. I would have never thought that. And then now we text and we do all those things, check on each other's families. But I would have never thought that, right, until somebody, right, on my team was like, bro, just go to the building. Say you want to talk to the CEO or some exec. Because who you are, bro, they'll sit down with you. Just know you got to be knowledgeable what you want to talk about, though. So I just think I think, I think think a lot of athletes are uneducated, Um on that end, I think another thing is a lot of them don't know. Like, they don't know where that is. Like, they never looked at their phone and go, man, Apple, where is that? You know, or they never looked at, like, oh, the headquarters of Microsoft is in Seattle. Like, I don't think they ever, you know, took their life of – because all we know is playing football and making money, playing basketball and making money. Um, you know – you know, when you hear LeBron talk about more than an athlete, it's not just the social justice issues that he brings up and he's fighting, and you know, a lot of support there and got his school and shit like that. Um, it's more like, bro, I'm more than just LeBron James, the basketball player. I can I can go sit and talk to these dudes. I can go sit and, and holler at these people to put me in position, put my family in position, put my friends in position. I just think a lot of athletes don't know um, – and then it's like anything new. It's uncertain. You know, all we hear as athletes growing up is they're coming after your money. They're going to try the way to get your money. They want your money. They want your money. You know, and when you go talk to a CEO, you think you got to put some money in or invest or you think you got to do some things that's giving up your money. What you don't understand is that company is worth more than your football team. So, you, you know, they don't need your money. You need to find a way to make them better. So I just think uh, I was educated. 
and I got that education and uh I was educated and I got that education and uh I think that's that's what worked out for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's super that's super important. And I and I hope like any person that's in the NFL right now in the NBA literally listen to exactly what he said cuz a lot of things are we make things way more complicated than, than they actually are. He literally said walk in the door. Literally if you're in San Francisco, you go to San Francisco, there's all the headquarters of Twitter, Box, all these companies, you could literally walk in the front door and just because of your status, you can sit down with uh, the CMO or the CFO or one of the execs and they'll literally get you get you an opportunity. You'll get an ambassador going with them. You'll get something going with them to where you eventually work your way up and do that to all these other companies. Leverage your current attention right now because company companies would never say no to attention. That's something for sure. For instance, TikTok, uh, that Charlie, that Charlie Amelia, girl, yeah. she literally has her own drink at Dunkin Donut and she sells it out. You think Dunkin Donut would have said no to her she when she approached them or when they talked to her. They probably even approached her. So companies are never saying no to attention. So if you have the current attention right now, you got to leverage it and you got to put it in your favor. And all these companies as he said, they got way more money than you do, so they don't need your money. They actually need your attention, which is actually worth more than money. Mm-hmm. And then be you, And you said be more and you said be more, you know, be like understand what you're talking about. Like yeah. when you visit these companies, so you're able to bargain mm-hmm. and understand, you know, like if you understand what, you know, contracts and at least have your own team to really like help you look over these type of things, you know, and like you could really, you know, um, leverage it as much as you can business wise too as well. But making sure that you know what you're talking about is key. Like, you know, that's that's very important. You got to make sure that you know, you know, uh, what you're offering and you understand exactly. the value that you're bringing so that way you don't get leveraged as well. So because they're business owners. And I think the biggest thing, like when I met y'all, right, I don't even know. I don't think y'all went to it. It was a it was a private Microsoft event. You know what I'm saying? I think probably earlier that day or earlier the next day. Right. And I met a dude named David Schiff. He does, uh, David Scheife. He does uh, digital solutions, um, digital media solutions out in Florida. Um, you know, his, t- his company just hit Unicorn, so you know what that means. Yeah. But I got in with him, but bro, like, we was just cool. Like, I met him that day in there. We talked. We kept in touch. Uh, I probably talked, I think I talked to him two weeks ago. Um, but, you know, when he sent me the, the message, like, hell, this is where we at. I'm like, God damn. I was, <laughs> like, shocked. But I look at that time, like, another thing that I noticed, too, like, also, don't go in looking. Just go in and, and try to, like, when I walked in, even with him, like, I knew nothing about digital media and 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 uh, setting up a, a damn e-currency. I knew nothing, nothing, nothing about those things. You know what I'm saying? Even when the time, like, DocuSign, Google, Salesforce, like, I walked in as far as, like, all right, look, man, this is what I do. This is who I am. But I'm interested in this part of the department, and I want to be educated on this, you know, for your own reasons, right? Google ain't looking at it like, hey, CJ Anderson for the start of a marketing company and I'll do marketing Google sales. Like they're not CEOs and, and they're not looking at the company or they're not looking at you as a competitor, you should say. So like, don't walk in going in like, oh, I'm going to go close this deal and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to get this much money. Nah, I literally walked in to educate myself. Like, hey, how does this work? How, how, does, how did you do this? How did, how, did, how did you do that? You know, I did that with the majority of companies that I sit on and 
you know, it worked out for me, you know, but I think it's, it's being genuine and understand, understanding that I'm not going to like, you're not going to milk me out of my money. I'm not trying to milk you out of your money. We can grow together. Um, but before we grow, I need to be educated. You got to teach me something, you know, so I can go, Oh, okay. I get it now. Let me put my own twist to it. So that's kind of, that's, that's another advice I would give to people too. That's what's up, man. Like, and I want to really like, especially with all the entrepreneurs, the early stage entrepreneurs that are listening in onto this podcast, when this comes out, I want you to share, because I know you've been in so much unicorn rooms. You've been in, you know, amazing mentors, people. You've learned a lot from a lot of different people. And you've been spitting game all this entire podcast. This, so like, you went crazy yeah, on this one. <laughs> what's, what's, what's one thing that you want them to like really take away from this? Like what's one thing like that takeaways. you've learned? Yeah, like that you've learned in, you know, by sitting on the board and sitting with these big unicorn companies and these heavy hitters. What's one thing that you've seen that's so important to really uh, to, to, to know and understand when you're starting off as an entrepreneur? So I, I, I'll, I'll try to give you my top three, right? My top three, uh, you know, number one is don't give up, right? You must keep going. If you believe, like if you got passion, right? Let's cut all the things out, right? You got to be compassionate. You got to have passion. You got to be compassionate. Humility, like you got all those things about what you believe in, right? Number one is do not give up, right? Don't do that. Number two, you got to have help. You cannot be afraid, right? I, I sat across Bill Gates. Back in 2017, Bill Gates told me, man, I needed help, right? This Bill damn Gates, you know what I'm saying? We didn't know, like, Bill Gates was the first, like, between him and Warren Buffett, them was the only two names of billionaires we knew growing up. We didn't really know all these other people that's coming in, like, Bezos wasn't there yet, Zuckerberg wasn't there yet. Like, those are the first two names we knew when we was kids. Like, we thought of Bill Gates started the internet, you know what I'm saying? Like, things like that, you know what I mean? But Bill told me straight up, like, like you got to ask for help, right? You got to ask for help. So don't give up. You got to ask for help. And then my last one, bro, is be prepared for the situation. So if y'all are about to go have a conversation, you know, with somebody about marketing sales, do all your research that you can possibly do about marketing sales, good and bad. Because if they give you a pitch and you can go, hey, man, you know, this other company did that and it didn't work out for them. Because what people don't understand is all this is public access. There is no private access on information. All of it is public access. So there are different components uh, when you're doing things as an entrepreneur, right? You need to take one thing and be very knowledgeable about that before you move to the next thing. So I just think some, 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 some young entrepreneurs you know, they, they bounce off the wall from here, 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 here. Now nah, stick here. And you might have to be there for a year or two and then move here and then move here. Don't move on until you're completely knowledgeable and you're ready. Right. And then that's when you bring, which is the fourth step for me. That's when you bring your team on. Then you can bring your team on because at least you knowledgeable about all the things that need to be done. But now you hire somebody better than you for that one specific field, though. So when they come to you and you like, Oh yeah, I, got, I know about that, da, 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 but they handling it. At least you know they handling it right. But those would be my top three. If anybody was listening in, those would be my top three. Um, you know, those are things that I live by and stand by, and uh, that's what we're doing now. So uh, it's working for me. So hopefully it works for somebody else. 
appreciate you sharing that, man. That's, I know that straight. we're taking notes, but I mean, yeah, it's going to be a vibe. That's what this podcast is about, you know, guys. We want you guys to take away literally all these gems and go apply it because he wouldn't tell you these things if you don't go and apply these things, right? So going back to uh, going back to athletes not being knowledgeable how important is it like how critical is it to be around people that want to actually push you towards like yo like if imagine when you were first starting i don't know if you had these people around you but you had people around you that were saying like yo cj bro you got to go learn about that bro you got to go learn about that instead of people that are draining from your pockets because now that you made it you're the one that has the money now right everyone's look at looking at you as an outlet rather than having people around you that are just taken from the table how important is it to have people around you that are adding value to the table like yo cj don't worry bro i'm gonna go learn about google so when you have that meeting you have the information because the information is out there right even though you might not have time right now as an athlete or you're you're busy with training camp and everything you can have someone your right hand man go do that research so when you're ready y'all just pull it together and you have the info i mean it's huge i mean my assistant brian miles shout out to brie like bro she runs my life. Like when it comes to information, when it comes to being prepared, bro, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a two-page, like double space paragraph, like we back in college, about what I'm finna go walk into if I didn't have time. You know, so I think having a team of people um to, to who adds value and push you in the correct way, um, I think those is huge. But I also think, you know. Like I do, like my attorney, like like Bree, you know, um, like my marketing man. I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give it back, right? You can't just, you can't be greedy. You gotta give it back, like, you know, here's a bonus or here's a little extra this month because, you know, I wouldn't have got this done without you. That's just honesty, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I think having that, having those people around you who add value to you, um, and build you up. Always help you, but also understand you got to treat those people like people. Those people, they humans. They got jobs. They got bills. They got lives. They got kids. So you you gotta you gotta backdoor it with them too, um, to let them know that you not, not only you care, you appreciate. You know, sometimes it's a little extra this month. Sometimes it's gonna slide. My attorney, her daughter is really good at gymnastics. I, I gotta pull up. You know what I'm saying? I'm pull up to the gymnastic meet. Like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the, I'm I'm Bella number one fan today. What's up? Like. Those things go a long way, you know, with the people that you're around. You know, everybody that I try to put around me who works for me in my circle, I try to treat them like family. And I try to let them know, bro, I'm going to do you just like family. The only time that you're going to hurt yourself is when you don't want to do the work anymore. And I just tell you, when you, when, you, when, you, when you feel like you made enough money and you don't want to work no more, then tell me so I can start working on a replacement. But that's, that's, that's for me. That's just how I get down and that's what I see. That's super. That's super important. And we're going to wrap this up with where do you see? So what's the next what's the next five years looking like for CJ Anderson? Oh, so five years right now, bro. So we got some we got some we got some some head coaching opportunities, uh, you know, coming up that I'm going to interview for. If we get them, we do. If we don't, you know, I'm still be here at Cal. But uh, somewhere in between the next five years, I do see myself in a, in a uh, dominant coaching position. You know, the position I'm in now, right, is because I made this life for myself. I'm volunteering. I'm not getting paid to be up here at Cal. And I'm not, you know, I'm up here like a regular coach, five in the morning, getting it in, looking at film, all the shit I was doing football-wise except for the physical part of it. So, you know, uh, in the next five years, somewhere coaching, uh, coaching with a band of brothers that we're working with now. Um, 
And then that's on the coaching side, on the on the uh, foundation side. Uh, we hope in the next five years we're, we're, you know, the deal is signed and done of building our facility. Uh, we know we will have our continuous camps that we already had going before the momentum stopped because of the pandemic. Uh, we bring those back. So we know we're going to get a bunch of more kids involved in that, which we're happy about that. And then on the, the entrepreneur side is continue to keep growth. You know, uh, I'm in some new stuff now with some companies now, uh, different roles. So, you know, I still got my DocuSign duties and my Google duties. I still got those duties, but I'm in a couple new companies now that, that are starting up and my attention is there, right? So I need to find a way to bring value to their company as they're trying to grow um, and as they're trying to raise funds. You know, Prefect is the is the new company that I'm on, and we just closed. I think eleven, I think it was eleven and a half million. I'll send you, the, I'll send you the link. But I think it was eleven and a half million. We just closed a deal with Microsoft, so like we're trying to find different ways to 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 not to close rounds and put us in a position so five years from now we can look back and go. God damn, we did our thing. So we're kind of in the early stages with that. And uh, as you know, you know how the early stages is. So I'm grinding on that as well. That's that's what's up, man. Looks like you're going to be busy for the next five years. Got a lot going on. That's a plan. If you can map your life out in five years, you know I mean, that's something I learned. Every five years, map your life out for the next five. Um, hopefully, God's gracious gets you to those five. But uh, if you can map it out for the next five, you ought to keep yourself busy and entertained. So. You know, I just saw Kawhi Leonard buy a seventeen million dollar house. I need something like that. I ain't there yet. Yeah. <laughs> our, our, our our sport don't pay as great as here, so I gotta I gotta find a way. I <laughs> know, nice, and you're nice. definitely gonna get there with the entrepreneurship and everything that you've been crushing it with. No, we definitely appreciate you for coming on the podcast. You spit like so much gems. You drop so much free game on here. Let the people know where they could reach out, where they could find you, uh, all your socials, all the things. Everything they can Google the man for yeah, that. They can, yeah, yeah. They, can, they can Google him, but like yeah. every everything, you know. So yeah, nah, man. So Instagram CJ Anderson RB nine, Twitter CJ Anderson B twenty two, all foundation socials right D and D Foundation twenty two uh, at D and D Foundation twenty two. Um, obviously, D and D Foundation twenty two org is the foundation. You can donate. All that money goes to our programs and helping our kids. Um, we got a lot of videos and stuff that we have not put up, uh, but if you hit the contact email on there and you want uh, a very long description of what we've been doing, because uh, we have it, we just haven't had a chance to put it on the website yet, but if you want a description of what we've been doing and how we've been doing, um, I can see you all those videos and what we've done from our summer programs to our field trips uh, to our coding with robotics, uh, you know, we can put it all on there, um, so, you know. As we like to say, man, we take a penny to 999 trillion, I don't even know, or a quadrillion, whatever the, whatever the world is for the most money. We'll take the least, least money and the most money that we can to help our kids, man. And if you want to be a part, you can hit the contact email on our, on our website and it, it'll get directly to me because it goes to me and my assistant. It gets directly to me. I check those. Um, you know, I, I got to be, it's crazy. Hugh Jackson want to get together, right? Football head coach. Coach for the Cleveland Browns, Oakland Raiders, been coaching the league for a very long time. But his foundation reached out to my foundation. So I know we're going to collab on something soon. I haven't had a chance to talk to Hugh yet, but we're going to collab on something soon. Um, and this is going to be great because I see what his foundation is doing and what it's done too. So if you want to help out and be a part, man, we're all down. And then to y'all, to my young kings, man, you know, if you need anything, any work, any connection, 
you know, man, uh, just hit me. You know, it's always good. Now we definitely appreciate, appreciate you, man. As just to fi- just to close it off like this, man. CJ's he's been with us from the start. He's been watching the whole entire grind. He's seen the podcast when it first started. Like literally, remember at the event we were telling you, like, yo, we just started a podcast. You know, we're gonna get. We're like, one day you are gonna get out of it, but like right now we're not ready for it. But we're gonna get you on one day, and, and we made it happen, man. So we definitely appreciate that. I remember when y'all was like, yeah, man, we ain't got the best mics right now. We ain't got, I remember the whole conversation. And I remember, I told y'all, bro, y'all gonna be all right. Keep going. Like, cause y'all was in an event that a lot of people don't get into. Private event too, private. That was an event a lot of people didn't get into. So that's when I was like, y'all on the right track. Just keep going. And it's good to see y'all grow. Like, I think that's the best thing too. Like, not only y'all, even with my boy Dave, when I met him at the Microsoft event, seeing this company where it is now, like, that's crazy. That's crazy that, that, Y'all have grown so much. Y'all stuck with it. You know, y'all got y'all principles and, you know, stick with those principles, man. Y'all going to be all right. 100%, that, man. Nah, we're definitely, that's the only way to do it, man. Especially guidance from, like, you, people like David, Gary, all these people just help us stay on the right track and just focus on what's right. Because at the end of the day, you, you as you said earlier, you miss, miss, you don't, if you learn from others' mistakes, is how you get there much faster. So as long as we got people like that around us, I think we're just going to be just okay. So we appreciate you for coming on the podcast, man. Nah, man. Thanks for having me. It was dope. Appreciate it. Boom. It's a wrap. All right. Hey.